On this episode of Grand Rhapsody, Nicholas James Thomasma comes over to explain to me the mystery behind minor league basketball naming system. And later on, an art critic uh, gives me and Nick a wonderful lesson about what art really means. Hello, listeners, and welcome to Grand Rhapsody episode number 11. Last episode, I said it was episode 12, and I had some hesitation, I think, in my voice even that whole time, realizing that uh, it would, may not have been episode 12. That was episode 10, for sure. This is episode 11. We are here, as always, at Fancy Recording Studio here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, on the southeast side. And we got a great episode lined up for you. Uh, the thaw has begun, and uh, people are coming out of their winter doldrums. It's early March here in Grand Rapids. I want to thank you for tuning in today. We have a great, great, great show coming up, and uh, we're going to get to our first guest. I've known this gentleman for uh, quite a long time, probably almost the whole time that I've lived in Grand Rapids, which I think is going on about 15 years. He uh, is a great singer, a uh, good songwriter, and he's a wonderful person, and we're so happy to have him on the show. This is uh, Nicholas James Thomasma. Nick, how are you today? I'm great. That's great. I uh, am just really pumped that you came in today and uh, reached out to come on the show, and I'm excited to get to know you more because um, honestly, we don't know each other very well, I don't think. No, you're right. We have known each other for you know 13 or 14 years or whatever it is has been. Um, but just the the lifestyle means that we're like in the, a, a lot of similar places at the same time, and so we know each other. But we that's don't, very true. We don't get to hang out a whole no. lot. So I'm I'm excited you're here just to do that. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Also, you said there would be weed. Yeah, we do have some of that, and uh, weed is legal now. Right. You hear about this? I you know. I uh, I was aware. I was aware. I kind of I kind of want to do a weed cast someday, but I kind of feel like uh, a podcast. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. We we're gonna write that one down. Uh, I I worry that part of like the whole thing of like is watching people get high too because they make funny faces. Oh yeah. People like seeing how how big of hits they take. Yeah. All that. It's um, a great experience. Yeah. It really is. Um. Do you, uh, Nick, if, is there any hobby that you would ever want to get into if money was not a factor? Um, any, like, is there anything you've ever like, like, just like you see some people doing some shit and you're like, I want to do that. Um, not really. I kind of, I'm kind of doing what I want to do, but I will say that one of my, my like interests outside of music, uh, I love basketball and like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I go, I go to tons of Grand Rapids drive games. Okay, I have a fantastic time there. I was a season ticket holder one of the seasons. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you uh, do you ever uh, for our listeners outside of Grand Rapids, uh, the drive is our is like our semi pro basketball team, right? Yeah, it's the NBA's development league. It's okay, called the G League. Okay, I don't know anything about. It's that our stuff. G team. That's pretty good. Okay, so is there is it ranked like A B C D E F G? Um, no. For my listeners at home, I did like a chopping motion with each one of those. It, uh, those. Strangely enough, it for the first like 10 years, it was called the D-League, which... <laughs> okay. Which, you know That's, I mean? That does not seem fair. I know, that doesn't sound right. Like, you know, in like in high school or whatever, you have like the A-team and the B-team. Okay, yeah. This, and then there's like the D-League. Oh, that just doesn't sound good. No. And so, and I think they realized <laughs> that at okay. a certain point. The, okay, the D stood for development. Yeah, right. So it's supposed to be the development league. Sure, it's not. It's not a, a rating no. system per se. No, not at all. And the G actually stands for Gatorade. Okay, because now they're like the main corporate sponsor. Okay, really? So, yeah. Okay, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's our Gatorade. Team. All right, all right. I like that. 
um what as, as so would you ever like do like a, a basketball fantasy camp thing oh man that would be so awesome do you play i did when i was all the way through high school when's the last time you like you, you played some ball uh it's it's been probably three or four years now because really? i uh the yeah, so when I was a little kid, man, I wanted to be a professional athlete for sure. First, it was baseball, but then they went on strike, so fuck baseball. Okay, I like baseball a lot. Okay, but it broke my heart when I was a kid, uh, and also at that time I had started playing basketball. You were you, you were physically impacted by a, a baseball strike Dude, as and a child. Then to make it worse, like <laughs> okay. like they then they you know they get over the strike <laughs> awesome. right, and then a few years later they strike again. Okay, and that <laughs> those guys, yeah. man, that's too much. Yeah. Okay. So sports, and then you got into music. Yeah. What was the first? What was the first music you listened to that made you like be like, I like music? Do, can you remember? Uh, we always listened to music in my house. My dad played guitar and sang when I was a kid. But I kind of feel like the aha moment was the first time I saw Michael Jackson's Thriller video. Okay. And I just was like mesmerized. Like, okay, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to be this guy. This is I want to be this and do this. Did Did you see it at your house or you at a friend's house? Um, probably at my aunt's house because okay. we didn't have cable okay. TV at my house when I was a little kid. But my aunt, uh, she had MTV, and I remember going and she would babysit or whatever, and we'd watch uh-huh. MTV and they'd play music back then. Right. Um, I was I was not allowed to watch MTV, but I still did. I still did it. Yeah, there was kind of like a period of time where we weren't really allowed to watch it, but for the most part, we were just raised with music, sure, and, uh, and that was an acceptable part of of. That's awesome. My my dad uh, sings and plays guitar. He sings really beautifully. Yeah, my uh, my dad gave it up when I was a kid, mostly because he had a career and and a family, uh, and it it wasn't like his ambition really to to be a, a a professional musician. At least as far as I know, he's never told me that. I'm sure he had, you know, big dreams when he started playing guitar when he was a teenager, but um, I don't think he ever really took it seriously. Um, so it's pretty cool. He comes to a lot of my shows. My mom and dad come to my shows. My brother comes and brings his kids and his wife and stuff. And like my friends will like ask me, like, how do you get your parents to come to your shows? Okay. Do you, do you have a tip for our listeners at home? Um, I don't know. Love your parents. <laughs> I uh, I don't even I don't even really invite them. They just kind of they follow me online usually and and pick the shows that they can make it to and then they they come. Yeah, I don't I don't really invite my parents to my shows. They come to mine even from out, they they live in Chicago, the Chicago area and they come to my shows. That's I don't awesome. invite them, but I'm not going to say no. Well, yeah, and and that's kind of it is I, this is my job really. So I I play in the area a lot. And uh, in, in in Grand Rapids, generally at least once a month. And then I host the open mic night at Founders. So that's every Tuesday night. So you can see me play a lot. So they don't come to all my shows. Sure. But but they do come. They're very supportive. Uh, I was just raised in a household of music. And uh, we listened to tons of music in my house when I was growing up. Would it, did you play guitar at a young age then? No. No, I uh, I played basketball at a young age. Okay. And uh, I, read, I read somewhere now, now correct me if I'm wrong, that you wanted to be a rapper at one point. Is that true? Yeah. So when I was probably eight years or, or old or nine years old or something like that, I, I was way into uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Okay. And uh, and then right around that same time is when Vanilla Ice became popular. And I was, I was very much like... Like I love rap music. This is my thing. This is the, I'm, and I told my dad like I'm when I grow up I'm gonna be a rapper. Yeah. And how, how was that? Was that received? Well. Yeah, he was awesome. He goes. Okay. He goes. If you want to be a performer, 
I suggest that you perform every chance you get. Okay. Just totally rolled with it. Didn't, yeah. Didn't even acknowledge the whole rapper thing. Just, right. Uh, so that was pretty good advice. Okay. So did you ever uh, become a rapper? Um, it's still a dream that I that okay. I harbor. Yes. Yeah. It's it's. Did you, you know, ever? Do you, do you ever write any raps? You got a beat? No. But no. Uh, I mean, uh, what kind of, what kind of beat? What kind of beat do you want? <laughs> I wish I wish someone was here. I don't. I, I don't want to embarrass myself and have some like actual heads, like come at come at me later and be like, "You are the worst beatboxer I've heard in my life." Right. Well, not like beatboxing I, is I probably have a not. The they st- might come at me. Instead. Really? Okay. Like you definitely okay. should not be a rapper. Okay. Maybe maybe after the break, let me let me give me a give me a second to think about this. My mouth is really dry too, so it's gonna be spitting all over all this right. thing. Um, all right. You give me a beat, I'll spit something. Hell yeah. So as long as I've known you, you've gone either by your full name or you've gone by Nicholas James or Nicholas James and the Bandwagon. Was there ever a time when you uh, had a different name envisioned? Like some people are like, it's the big giant house, and it's but it's one guy. Oh did you yeah. Ever have, did you have any? Would you have a my, my fantasy name? When okay, I was yeah. A kid, this is, I love this. Let's go. I was gonna be Edge Era. Edge Era. Yeah, but spelled like A I R A, like air. Uh, like Aida, I don't Edge Ira, Edge. Yeah. What was the second? What was the second word? <laughs> like era. Era. Okay. Era. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Okay. That's terrible. It was pretty bad. That, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Bad. One of I don't know if I, I I talked about in a different episode of Orca was a band that I I still thought was cool and I recently looked them up and they're a real band. Of course, that's a band. Orca. I don't know why. It <laughs> just sounds. It sounds band. so like monolithic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. Um, my first band was called uh, Formula Four Hundred Nine, mm. and we were worried about getting sued. You know, like we're Legit. like, oh, we better we better change our name because so yeah, because so they're going to change it to WD Pro- Procter and Gamble's going to come find us or whatever. But <laughs> yeah, so I my one of my early earliest bands was called Nicholas James and the Lowdown Dirty Shame. Okay, and that's kind of where the whole Nicholas James thing. Evo- I mean, that's my name, so it's not a surprise. But sure, everybody knows me as Nick. Everybody called me Nick growing up, and sure. And when I started getting into the performing thing, then it was Nicholas James and the whatever. I like it. And I think I think it adds like a good amount, like like a, a full name is like yeah. yeah. Well, and the thing about that is that back in those days, it wasn't a big deal. I just I just was Nicholas James, and then I went to go. I wanted to be serious, and I registered a web address. And you look up nicholasjames.com is like a jewelry store or something. Sure. Nicholasjames.net is whatever. And yeah. they're like, there's a million, of more more than that, many millions of Nicholas Jameses in the world. Right. But as far as I know, there is only one Nicholas James Thomasma. Yeah. And that'd be me. Yeah. So, I wasn't even sure how to pronounce I had to ask uh, to our listeners that behind, uh, just before we shot here that I had to ask how to pronounce the last name. Yeah. It's really and I'm still simple. not sure. When you see it, it, it's, it looks confusing, but it's not. It's just Thomas with M. Is it the S and the M maybe that gets that throws people off? Oh, yeah. We got we get it all. Um, growing up, the telemarketers, it was everything Thomasma to uh, Thompson. Like, you're not trying. Oh, yeah. You're I, not lo- even, I love that. Trying, dude. I love that. I did cold calling for uh, for a little bit for a uh, company that does. Uh, it's really it's kind of an interesting niche. They make like patty machine makers for ground beef to make hamburger like like to make like mass produced hamburger patties. Like cold calling butchers 
And like, there's so many names on there that were like old school that were like, this guy is so old school European. There's no way I'm going to get this, get this close. <laughs> no. And there's no way looking up. I like remember Googling, like, how do you pronounce this name? Nick, no. You went to Key West recently. Yeah, I did. How, how was that? It was warm and sunny. Yeah. I, I went to Key West once. Was, yeah, I, I thought was it, was, it was it warm. No, it, it was actually like a, an unseasonable, like cold wave. It was also cold when I was there. The people there were freaking out because they were like, "It's so cold." They had yeah. winter coats on. Stuff. One of my, one of my, like, co- yeah, one of my sixty-seven degrees, guys. This is great. One of my cousins got married, and it was like unseasonably cold. It was wild. Yeah. What struck you the most about Key West? Um, everybody told me I had to go to Key West because they're like, "Oh, you could make you make a killing Key West. You gotta go to Key West. There's you could do what you do in Key West." And I get why people told me that because when you go to Key West, it's essentially there's just one strip, and in every bar or every third or fourth bar, there's live music. Right. It's and, like it's one strip, and it's basically it's like built on like what like old railroad tracks or something. I, I heard the highways that connect it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's like old railroad or something because yeah. they're like little islands, like coral islands, basically. Right. Yeah, you got to go through a series of islands it, it takes a good five hours to drive there from miami or, yeah it's it's wild eccentric I, I bought some really great pottery down there from an artist that it was just just awesome mm. work and i it is very like i mean it's it's like what's that dude jimmy buffett right yeah it is that yeah it's jimmy like, buffett lives there has a recording st- i don't know if he lives there year round or whatever but he has a do recording you like, studio do you like there. jimmy buffett um i mean i don't particularly care for him he do, i do have he does has some really well written songs uh, he has a song called uh, He Went to Paris. That's really just quite a, a tearjerker of a song. But the stuff that you hear on the radio is is not really my 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 bag. I and so that's what everybody told me. You got to go to Key West so you can kill it in Key West. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. If I wanted to play Jimmy Buffett covers. Sure. And well, they're like, going to want to hear that, right? They want to hear the hits. Yeah, they want to hear it right away. The Beatles, yeah. the Beach Boys, Sublime, I think would go over really well. Like kind of beachy yeah. stuff. Do you like Sublime? Stuff. I, like, I, like Sublime. I do. I like them a yeah, lot. Me too. And like, I can see myself doing this to a certain extent, but like, I don't want to just go play covers sure. in a bar every day. And like, I talked to this girl, Mallory, she was awesome. And she plays like Monday, Wednesday, Friday at this bar, and then Tuesdays and Thursdays at this other bar, and then Tuesdays and Saturday afternoons at this bar. Right. So she's really only playing like three places yeah but she's got like six or seven gigs every week and right and they every, pay yeah and and every 45 minutes there's she a new go to the beach drunk tourists do whatever yep and so yes yeah, you get to live in key west but like i don't just want to play like tom petty covers over and over and over and over again for drunk tourists in the bar and i had a good time there but i was like if i if i wanted to live here i could do that but then you're just stuck in key west because it's five hours to get back up on the mainland and then you're just in florida uh, here's a good one. Uh, when's the last time you walked for an hour straight? Uh, today. Today? Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a tour guide. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So you, you, get, you get your miles in. You get your steps in. I do. Do you I ever- do you Several ever, flights of stairs do you ever, today, too. Do you ever, um, do you ever uh, like keep track of, like on a watch or something, how many steps you take? My phone keeps track of yeah. all that. Do you, what do you think you average per, per shift, oh, per day? Do you shit. know? Well, see, there's the there's the like- the difference there is when I'm at home working on music business stuff, I'm sitting at a computer all day, every day. And then when I go to work, I walk like six miles or something like that. Um, and all do, right. And do like four or five flights of stairs. I can look it up. Okay. That's Let's awesome. See, Maybe we'll, we'll, get, we'll, get back, yeah, we'll get back during the break. Are you, are you a, a romantic? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't know if the term hopeless romantic applies. I think I'm much more of a hopeful romantic. 
Uh, let's take a short break. Are you going to stick around? You good? Yeah, I'm going to hang out. Cool. Uh, we got another guest up. We got... Uh, I'm excited. We got Nicholas James Thomas right here, and uh, we got another guest after that. So uh, enjoy these uh, short messages, and we'll be right back. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Grand Rhapsody, episode number 11. That's double digits. What do you think, Nick? Um, That's great. That's Yeah. I think if I had done this mount in like two months, it would have been really great. So... Shout out to everyone yeah. who's listened. Yeah, uh, how, long, how long did it take you to get to this point? Uh, like a year and a half. Yeah, that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I th- I just got a bunch of this equipment. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, we're here, still chilling here at Fancy Recording Studio. Uh, it got, is fancy. I, thank I you. have to say it's very fancy. That's a, I don't know if you know much about marketing, but it's a mark. It's a marketing gi- gimmick. I don't know much about marketing. It's a mar- marketing gimmick. <laughs> Some people say that I do know uh, a lot about marketing, okay. but I don't. Who who would say that? People that also don't know about marketing. Okay, yeah. There's a marketing seminars that you can take. Yeah, I, I should do that. I've thought about it. I would you Would you want to? I, I would go to one with you. Um, is that like a sponsorship? Is like <laughs> we can try to get sponsored, uh, listeners. If you want to sponsor me and Nick to go to a PR seminar on your dime, please <laughs> send an email to GR Podcast. It does sound fun. Grand Absolute Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. I it, I don't know. Marketing is an interesting thing because in music, you you spend so much time working on the music and playing the music and like that's right. the great part. And that's the part that you just, the backstory that people don't see. But then you get to a certain level and like it, it almost doesn't matter if you don't know how to do marketing. And yeah. S- and so... Like here's a here's a fun fact is that, you know Garth Brooks has a uh, a degree in marketing, it's not okay. it's not in music you know right it's not in vocal performance or no of course or guitar not. or whatever it's no in marketing. definitely not that and that makes a lot of sense because he, he was a massive artist and that's he what was. you have to do he was huge I don't know I don't like any of his music yeah I mean I, I I'm not gonna say I don't like I like some of his music it's not my it's not my go to. Um, but I but I respect Garth Brooks again for for what he is. He's not the greatest vocalist in the world or the best guitar player in the world, but he was quite the showman and he was a great marketer of his music. And he did write some catchy tunes like like you can't have a hit like Friends in Low Places anymore. I, I love I do love that song. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows that song. That's true. You can't do that anymore. I music remember when is so I... diverse and split up that way that people consume music and like there just aren't universal hits like that anymore i remember i thought that song was a parody of something else when i first heard it i don't know why like when i i didn't know anything about i was probably young garth brooks does have really good shirts he did he has good insurance i didn't know that shirts his shirts you know like his like button-up shirts with like the different patterns like half of it's a a pink square and it's a purple square over here that's true he he had a nice tailor you did it was like down like a, a gingham gingham shirts i don't know what that is i think it's a fabric oh are there any uh, local artists that you uh, admire or are especially into? Oh man, like musicians, so many. singers, yeah. There's so many. I have you, such a you big know, list. You can even I'll, I'll qualify this. This is not Nick's not saying this is his favorite or his top top top, but I want I want to hear I want to hear pick, pick your brain on this. <sighs> I mean, that's just tough. I uh, because I've been hosting open mic in Grand Rapids for about 13 I don't know, maybe almost 15 years continuously 
now. And so I've seen so many performers how, come over the how years. How many do you think you've seen, would uh, you say? I don't know. I'd say on average um, six to eight performers every week for 13 years. And for a few years. About uh, we can probably figure this out. Chelsea, uh, let's let's do the math here. You wanna, Chelsea, our, our intern for today. Hey, you can say hi if you want. Hey. Um, yeah. So we'll do the math. Go ahead, go ahead and rattle out those numbers. You got a calculator there? I got it. Okay. Okay. So, um, it would be let's let's just say eight performers, um, times fifty-two weeks a year, um, times fifteen years. Six thousand two hundred forty. That's yeah. ridiculous. So it's probably not that high. Right. But so how much time we got? It might be above five thousand, though, right? <laughs> um, I don't even think it's that high because a lot of them are repeat repeats. Okay, okay, you know? okay, okay. And uh, which is that's great. How, so that's how, oh, yeah, you're right. That's how many performances you've seen. Right, performances, and so uh, new new performances is different. I'd but. like for, if possible, this equation to distract you the whole episode <laughs> while you try to figure it in your head, and then you're in like your vision. There's like math uh, equations flying by your head. Yeah. Um, Let's I'll, hear it. Name names. Get into local artists. It's like how do you, if I forget somebody, then I'm gonna feel like I feel so. They feel, don't even nobody so even li- nobody listens to my show. I don't know. I I think I think I think it's good. No, we'll we'll move on. I don't, I'm not gonna put you on the spot. Um, what's a tip? What's a tip you can if like someone were to want to like learn how to play one of your songs? What's a tip for them? I would start by learning G, C, and D. As chords on a guitar. Are you talking about basketball leagues again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the G and C and D. Those that those are your main ones. I do that. I do that too. Yeah. Yep. That's. I mean, I play certainly play a lot more than that. Um, but a lot of my music is is rooted in the basic folk tradition of you know just a handful of chords. Um, a lot of it is, is three or four chords that just repeat. Um, but a lot of my songs have bridges and stuff too. But it, it's all based on a, a pretty simple, yeah, sure. open-ended. I don't use a lot of capos. I don't use a lot of alternate tunings. No capo? No, no? I didn't say no capo. Not a lot. Not a lot. You ever see those people that do like two capos at once? Yeah. That's silly. Yeah, I'm I'm very impressed by people That's that true. do that. That's true. I want to be the three capo guy. Yeah. You, the, can, you could do that. I think I could. Okay. I'm okay. sure you could. Um, I, got, I was listening to some of your music uh, this week, and I was wondering... Are you really Johnny Appleweed? No. You, you say that in the song, though. Yeah, I do. Indeed. Okay. Are you taught? Is, is that someone else saying that? It, it. I actually don't. I don't say in the song that it's me. You it, do say I'm. I'm Johnny Appleweed is me or something like that. Don't yes. You? That, okay. That, so that you do. Correct. Okay. Okay. So what that what that is is the bridge. Okay. And the bridge goes. He says. Oh. Okay. I don't care what you think okay. of me. This is my life. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so there, that, I can see the confusion. That, okay, that, I'm very confused. That actually makes my second question um, irrelevant. So I'll skip that one. Okay. Because uh, good question. <laughs> if you're gonna if you were to say yeah, then I had a second question. Yeah. Um, I also thought that it might be fun to start a reggae band called Johnny Appleweed. I think it would be great. I think that'd be a good name. I'd go see them. Yeah, we could start it. Oh. Okay. Reggae. Right. Fucking reggae. I love reggae. Yeah, I love reggae. I too. also love Dylan, and you're a big Dylan dude. I love Bob Dylan. A Dylan, a Dylan. Is there a good name you've heard for Dylan fans? Uh, like, so you got Deadheads, right? You right. Got, you got Parrotheads. I don't know. You got what? What do they call fish fans? They have fans. The PH is that a thing? I think they call them Wooks. Wooks, just in general. Is there? Is there? Hold on. 
<laughs> that that joke that joke made my microphone fall. It was like slapstick. <laughs> Sorry. It's going great. Except for that. <laughs> All part of the show. All part of the show. Nothing to see here. But do like, why don't you like live stream your podcast? I'm like, this is this is why. This is exactly why. Once we're all pros, we'll live stream every day. You know, who yeah, cares? Right. Until then. Sure. Like, look at this wallpaper behind me. God. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Dad. Oh, yeah. Dylan fans. Dylan, Dylan fans. fans. Yeah. Dadheads. Um, Dylanites. What other good, like, fans? Uh, fiends. I guess, like, Misfits. They have the Fiend Clubs. I've heard them called right. Fiends. Lady Gaga has her monsters. The monsters. Uh, let's go. I, I I think I asked this question on a different one too, and I love I love this. Like to be an artist who's so big, whose fan base is so big. There's a name that they all are like. We're this Juggalos, right? Juggalos right, right here from Michigan. That's Huge, a, that's a thing. massive fan base. Yeah, big time, a, intense. I met I met Be- ICP Beehive. Once. Who's the Beehive? Beyonce. That's a thing. Okay, that's that's a thing. That was uh, that was Chelsea. Thanks, Chelsea. Hmm. Yeah, Beehive. All right. Um, I didn't know. Okay. We one time it was suggested to me that if I had a fan club it should be called the Nicholas James Gang. Nicholas James Gang. Yeah. But. I uh I'm in a band the band I believe in Julio. I thought Believers would be good, but I think that Justin Justin took Believers. Ooh. Too good. Yep. That's all right. Um is there any other uh genres that you want would want to explore sometime in your future as like a a, a musician? Uh like aside from what you you currently do? Yeah, absolutely. So I have been in the recording studio working on a new album, and I've been working with a bunch of different producers, actually. I worked uh, some with Ian Gorman in Kalamazoo, and uh, some with Greg Baxter here in Grand Rapids, and Ben Zito from the Crane Wives at his Centennial Sound Studios, and I uh, did some demo recording with Matt Tenclay uh, just recently, too, over, over at, at Amber, Lit. Amber Lit. Awesome. He did. And so, and kind of each little recording session has its own feel to it. And so, and the songs are written, it's a solo album, but it's a very communal album. And so, I have a lot of my friends in as guests, and we just treat the songs individually. It doesn't, it's not like, like my last album was with my band. It's Nicholas James and the Bandwagon. Were those all songs that you all rehearsed together and then came in the studio prepared to record? Yeah, or we built them in the studio during the recording sessions. But either way, it's one band and it sounds like one band. Uh, And this, every song sounds completely different than the one before it. And it's the common theme holding it together is basically just my vocals because I sometimes I'm playing ukulele, sometimes I'm not really playing at all. Sometimes it's just me and a harmonica, and sometimes like I have a reggae song on there, yeah, and a jazz song, and uh, and and it's a very varied record because it was recorded in all these different places. I love jazz. I wanna I wanna learn. That's one of the thing I want to explore is jazz. Yeah. I uh, I saw a, a Facebook post the other day that was like, just because your song has a seventh chord and it doesn't mean it's jazz. Yeah, that's and true. I was like, but it might. I was like, do you, do you know that page that I feel personally attacked yeah. by this relatable yeah. content? <laughs> yep. I like immediately was like, I feel personally attacked by this relatable content because <laughs> my jazz songs on my record, both of them, the distinguisher, the thing that makes them jazz songs, they have seventh chords in them. Well, yeah, they all do. <laughs> They have they have they have numbers that also have letters after them that I don't know what that is. I have to Google it. I don't either. I don't know much about yeah. jazz. Though the, the, I know the, the shapes hurt my hands. 
I also we had I had Sam Kenny come in and record uh, trumpet for one of the jazz songs. Oh, awesome! And, yeah, and it, it turned out really sweet. That's great. Um, I think you might be the biggest hippie I've had in the studio. Uh, I'm maybe not, I'm about six foot one ninety five. I don't mean like long guys, like yeah, you are the largest in general. Mm. Yeah, that's there's true. a lot bigger hippies than me out there. Bless them, hippies. My reggae song is called "The Hippies in the Hills." It's about when I worked on a pot farm in California. Sounds like a horror movie. Uh, it's more like a porno. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it definitely sounds like a horror. Is that, that like, it the totally hip, was the not. The hippies in the hills. It totally was not. Okay, that's amazing. It was not a horror film or a porno. It was actually just more. It was more of like a gardening show. What do you think uh, is the worst advice someone's given you? So. Many years ago, I guess I guess it'd be about almost three years ago now. I drove my Volkswagen bus all the way out to California, and I had a lot of people that were like, "What? I can't believe you do that. What if it breaks down? What are you gonna do?" You know, and I and I was very much as like, "What do you do when your car breaks down?" You know, I'll get it fixed. Uh huh. Like any anybody does. Yeah, and I'm not saying it was bad advice. I'm just saying they were all right. Okay. And uh, I broke down like five times oh along the way. And I was not really prepared for the trip, uh, but I just I just threw myself into it. And it, and if I if I had maybe listened to the advice of some people who told me it wasn't a good idea, then maybe I wouldn't have taken that trip. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't have worked on the pot farm in California. Okay. Maybe I wouldn't have written The Hippies in the Hills. You probably would not have. I definitely, definitely would, would, not. would not have. <laughs> um. So yeah, this is awesome sitting with you and getting to know you more. Um, and I don't, like I said earlier, like we don't, I don't really know you that well. I, we always, it's, we, it's a, it is a lifestyle thing. We both have similar lifestyles, different places. Um, we'll see each other at different music events mostly. Is when we I'll also, see you. we both have the internet Yep. and uh, social media. Yes. Yeah, so we've been internet friends forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I know that we have in common is uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah. I love Dylan. I love Bob Dylan too. When did you first get exposed to Dylan and, and, uh, when did you notice you really liked it? Uh, I was in high school, and I, the it the kind of lights started turning on at the same time. I'd known Bob Dylan songs, but wouldn't consider myself a fan. And then in uh, the movie Dazed and Confused, there's the scene where they like enter the pool hall, the Emporium. The Matthew McConaughey busts the doors open, and the song that's playing is The Hurricane by Bob Dylan. And I went and bought the soundtrack to Dazed and Confused because I wanted that song. Okay. And it is not on the Dazed and Confused soundtrack. Not on the official release? Did you buy it on CD or tape? It was, I bought it on CD. Okay. And, uh, and then, so I went out and I found it was Bob Dylan. So I went out and bought Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits. And it's not on Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits either. So but, you you probably didn't know the name of the, did you know the name of the song or no no you I knew just it was a, knew it was a Dylan, Dylan song. song and so yeah I bought Bob Dylan's greatest hits it wasn't on there but I loved it I loved every single song okay. on there and then I went out and I bought I was gonna buy Bob Dylan's greatest hits volume three because I found out the song is called the Hurricane it was on greatest hits volume three and that same day or that same time when I went to the media play to buy the CD um, time out of mind had just been released and there was a big display okay. all these and i was like oh cool i'll buy the new bob dylan too and, and time that, out of mind that's one that came out before love and theft is that correct yeah okay and so we're talking late 90s yeah this would be like 97 or okay. so and that album just blew my mind okay i just i and and so did greatest hits volume three and i already love greatest hits volume one and so i just i totally was immediately was like just in love with bob dylan love okay. the songs 
So, and then I went and, and saw him uh, when I was like 18 or so for the first time. And, and it was mind boggling because he didn't sound anything like any other recordings. Who was his backing band at the time? You know, was it, was he playing with the, like somewhat of the current lineup or was it a, a... mostly the okay. current lineup? Um, I don't remember all the players' names and, well, yeah. and it's changed over the years, but some of the guys are back now too. Uh huh. Okay. Um, and, but yeah, I just, I was floored. And I remember all these people that were just like, that sucked. Or that was terrible. And I was like, really? I thought it was incredible. I thought it was good. I saw I saw him once, too. Me and Nate Kaler saw, saw, yeah. saw him together. And I thought it was, it was great. Like, And I thought, too, when um, he was doing his new stuff, this was only a couple years ago, like maybe five or – no, maybe like eight, eight nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a bunch of his newer stuff, and he was just so animated into it. Like it, yeah. The older stuff, he was kind of like whatever, but it was still cool to hear those songs sung by him. But then his new stuff was, he's still doing it. Well, and I've seen him 12 or 13 times at this point over the years. And I'm continuously amazed that every time I see him, it's a new show. He's doing a new thing. He plays a different set list. And and actually that's changed recently. It used to be every single night of tour, the set list was different. Uh, But in the last like three or four years, he's kind of settled into this is the set list for the tour. And he's putting on better shows because uh-huh. of it. Because when you play the same set in the same order every single night, yeah. you sharpen it and you fine tune it and it gets better. So good for him at improving sure. his live show yeah, this absolutely. late in his career. When I, I uh, one time I, I was working uh, at Buffalo when it was still a cigar shop. And I don't know if you know Jeff Martin, call him Dice. Mm. Uh, he was talking to me about uh, Bob Dylan and he's like, oh, I got yeah. a bunch of bootlegs of his live stuff. Yeah. And he came by and he gave me a stack that was like three feet tall of, Dude, of, awesome. of CDRs. And I was like, there's no way. So I listened to a bunch of yeah. like a bunch of what I could and put a bunch on a computer, but I was like expecting like a couple of discs, you know, yeah. it was, it was like, Here Oh, here's, go. here's like every show from night from like these nineties, you know, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was awesome. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff's a big music fan too. And a big, big Dylan, Dylan. Uh, yeah. Dylan Jeff's awesome. Yeah, and Dylan has been remarkable at continuously releasing music too. In addition to like his new songs and his new albums, he also like his his record label releases all these old bootlegs. And so they take these old popular bootleg tapes and they clean them up and then they release them as official releases or they release the demos for songs or whatever. Like there's just such a huge archive of Bob Dylan recordings yeah. out there. It's it's awesome. It is. I, I I like uh I'm like always humbled by people that put out that kind of stuff. I hardly have anything available. Like there's hardly anything. I have some stuff here. I got some stuff on a computer that doesn't work anymore. You know, yeah. it's, it's kind of ridiculous. You yeah. know, like some you. of these really good artists, what they're really good at is just documenting their whole life. You yeah. know, they're documenting their whole journey. And I think that like I need to get better at, at finding a way to just keep doing that. Yeah. I keep it keeps changing, right? Like what what you feel like, or like keeps changing and, and I don't know. I hope so. Yeah, totally. Um, let's see what's uh. Let's go one here. What's the worst advice you've ever you've ever given someone? We're talking about worst advice people have given you. What's the, what's some of the worst advice people that you've given somebody? I uh, many years ago, I used to work with this gal, and she was having. I lo- oh, I gotta say, by the way, I love that you have an answer like pretty quick to this one. <laughs> it sounds like she. Uh, she was going through a rough patch with her boyfriend and he, he was in like the last year of school or something like that. And he just was very detached from their relationship at the, at that time. Um, and she was really upset. And I remember very vividly telling her like, you need to leave him 
because he's never going to be available to love you the way that you need. Okay. And they've been married for like 10 years now. Okay. And I feel bad about it. Do you it. think? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I still yeah. Feel bad yeah. About yeah. It. Okay. She did not listen to me. Think, you know, thankfully. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> terrible advice. Don't listen to me about relationships. I right. do not know what I'm talking about. That's the thing though. Like you can, you can make a call like that in a relationship and maybe be right way down the road too. And you're just like, see, yeah, right. <laughs> no. Vindicated. Well, I would never like, you know, brag or gloat about that kind sure. of thing. That's you're not happy when right people's relationships don't work out. It's no. a bummer. Let's uh, yeah. do. I guess you could say I'm a hopeless romantic. Hope, hopeful, hopeful unromantics. <laughs> um, I got time for one more question here. Maybe we'll take a quick uh, short break here. Good. Uh, I like commercials. I'm looking forward cool. to these. I got I got one more uh, question for you, and then we're gonna take a short break. Um, where the fuck did it go? Have you ever gone to that Kava place? Yeah, no, 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 I haven't. I feel bad about that actually because I went to uh, I played in Florida, and one of the places I played was this Kava bar. Okay, and the re- that's the whole reason I went to Florida. Did you drink? Did you drink Kava down there? And I didn't drink the Kava when I was there really? either. Yeah, because the the like bartender, I I was like, what should I get? And she's like, well, don't get the Kava if you're gonna perform. And I was like, well, that makes sense because it kind of put you into this relaxed state or whatever. But then I yeah. left and was like, why didn't I drink the kava? Yeah, you should have. You, you, you could handle it. I should You could have handled I've it. I've had kava before. Have you? Did you feel? Did you feel the effects of it? Yeah, it makes like your mouth all tingly. Did you then... feel like I, I've done it a couple times? And one time, I definitely got drunk from it. Yeah. Like it was like hard. It was hard to to move my arms and hard to get off the couch. No, I haven't drank that much kava where I was in that kind of shape. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious about their potency. I don't know why. I, I think yeah. it's I think it's an interesting place. Well, I'll go. I'll go drink kava with you, man. We should just drink a bunch of kava. Like just keep keep slamming kava them. it up. Another we'll round until we can kava no more. Another round. We're feeling very relaxed. I wonder if they cut you off. They probably would, right? I think they gotta. I don't know. Do they? I don't know. I I wonder how I wonder how strong it is. It's like I'm, it's I'm un, curious. It's unlicensed, right? I mean, there's no like unlicensed. It's licensed. Well, it's unregulated. It's like yeah, it's unregulated, like un, unscheduled. Rather. Yeah, so they can't, like, they're not going to test you for kava intake. For, I don't know, it's not illegal. <laughs> I don't know. I okay. don't know much about it. I'm yeah. very, very much showing my kava knowledge at the moment, which is not Yeah, much. but we got a place now. I've been wondering when they are going to open one up. So maybe you and I got to go and just get round after round until our whole face is numb. All right. Let's do what, it. Uh, okay, uh, if you could live anywhere but you are, where would you live? If you had to. Let's say with that, if you had to live somewhere besides, oh my God, besides, if you had to live somewhere besides Grand Rapids, where would you live? Man, that's tough. Yeah, you can take take your time and think about it. The the thing is, like, what I really want to do is, is be here when it's warm and then be somewhere else when it's cold. Any, so the answer is anywhere but here anywhere in the winter. Here in the winter. Anywhere south of here. Yeah. I liked Substantially when, I, when south. I traveled out west. I, I, I like Colorado a lot, but it just seems very expensive. Same thing with California. California is great, but it's very densely populated and very expensive. Um, but New Mexico was pretty awesome. I had a really great time in New Mexico. And, and there's this little community there called Taos. And uh, they have an arts community there. And they have these things called Earth Ships. And it's these people who legit live in the desert in trash houses. They are like 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 
spare tires and fenders and like discarded windows and some of them are just incredibly beautiful with like stained glass and stuff and they're just these little houses out in the desert um, that are kind of self-sustaining um they have you know solar powered and stuff and i've i very much enjoyed taos when i was there for whatever okay six hours or something so that's an awesome answer yeah um we're gonna take a a quick break um we got uh listeners uh we got more Nicholas James Thomasman. We got um, another special guest that we lined up uh, just earlier today. Um, you're going to want to hear this. Stick around. Hello, listener. It's me, Julio Gomez, your favorite uh, podcast personality voice. Uh, here to tell you about a new show that we're working on, uh, brought to you by the same minds that bring you Grand Rhapsody, Game Called Love. It's a brand new improv dating show. It's influenced by... Uh, some of the hits of my childhood and my college years uh, had a little bit of a dating show of uh, like uh, f- fanaticism, I guess you would say, or uh, not quite an obsession. I don't know. Uh, I like the dating shows. So this show is inspired by old classics like the dating game and love connection, blind date, all kind of rolled into one. It was a real blast producing it, and I'm excited to share it with all of y'all. So look out for that one. It's a game called Love, and it premieres uh, this spring. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Grand Rhapsody, episode number 11. We're still sitting here at Fancy Recording Studio here with Nicholas James Thomas. How are you, my friend? Are you still doing well? Feeling fancy. He's feeling fancy. He hasn't blinked the whole time he's been here. Uh, One of the limitations I always like to remind my audience of the podcast, you can't see what's going on. He has not blinked the entire time he's been here, which is amazing. Yeah, I also can't see now that I haven't blinked the whole time. Okay, great. So I, that also, the limitation becomes a blessing in disguise, which I love. Our next guest uh, is known for their work as an art critic. You might have seen some of their work in uh, several magazines, uh, some letters to the editor in On the Town. There's been a couple of back and forth uh, in the GR Press, and most recently, their article series in the uh, Fine Arts Insert that review magazine here on West Michigan does. Um, they just did a riveting uh, piece on um, the Shrek the musical that came through town here, and uh, it was great. Uh, so we're really ha- excited to have them on. Everybody, uh, Grand Rapids listeners, this is uh, John Spinner. Hey, uh, my name's John Spinner, and uh, yep, you're right. Got a new article coming out here soon, guy. It's going to be in the new review uh, magazine. That's great. Uh, we're really happy to have you on here. Um, <laughs> yeah. How has your winter been? Uh, gosh darn cold. Yeah, I, I, I want to thank you for coming out. It's been kind of treacherous, and uh, I want to. You, you kind of made kind of a, a long trek here today, huh? I did, but you know, I got, I got a wife to shovel the driveway, so it's a little faster for me. Okay, great. Um, where Where did you come from? Allegan. Okay, great. You uh, You live out there with your wife, then, huh? Yep. Yep. Sure do. And uh, we're excited to have you on here. Um, I don't really know of that many art critics in Grand Rapids. I think I'm a lone wolf when it comes to art critics in Grand Rapids. Okay, great. Uh, Why don't you tell um, my listeners who might not know who you are more about John Spinner? Yeah. Um, Well, my name's John Spinner. I'm from Allegan. And uh, I'm the the original Grand Rapids art critic, if you want to call me that. Uh, That sounds good to me. Okay. Uh, what else you want to know, guy? How, how'd you get started uh, with art? Well, um, 
I guess like maybe in elementary school, I had a, a set of Crayola crayons and that's kind of, you know, the beginnings of, of John Spinner and art. Uh, from there, you know, it just kind of kept going up until Art Prize really got got me going, and then, and then I had to write about it. Okay, yeah, your 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 first article uh, about Art Prize was kind of a hit. What was it called? My first article about Art Prize. Hmm. Let me think. That's been so long ago. I think it was just called Art Prizes Here. <laughs> okay, yeah, Art Prizes Here. So that that I think that's exactly what it was called, and um. What about that first article do you think uh, spoke to people? Well, you know, before that, people didn't really know what Art Prize was because it was just the first year. So, <laughs> you know, guy, I think people just didn't even know about art and prizes. And, you know, I put the two together really for people, the words and the art and the prizes. Sure. Yeah. So you, 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 um, you're saying that people didn't really know what art was or what prizes were before Art Prize. Not not too much before 2009. Okay. So what 2009, what do you think was uh, one of your favorite things that you saw Art Prize 2009? You know, I really like uh, lots of little things coming together to make a big thing. So I, I see okay. that every year. Okay, yeah. This, that this always is, makes me excited. This is, this is probably the, pri- the, the, the competition for you. Um, what about little things made into big things do you think speaks to... You know, humanity. Well, I can't speak for all the peoples of the world, but for me personally, sometimes I I, I spill things. You ever spill something like like some cereal in the morning? Oh, sure. Yeah, and then you like you can't get it back together into the box. Like you're just you're, you, you go to scoop some up, and then it spills, and then you, there's cereal everywhere. Are you talking about scooping the cereal up with the box itself? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or your hands, or a <laughs> yeah. bowl, or like sure, all of sure, it. Sure, sure. <laughs> the the thing about the art prize is it. it it puts the cereal back together, you okay, know, and yeah. then it's like, it's in a yeah. better box. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I can totally see that. For my students at home who don't know you, uh, what's the name of your weekly article? Well, I have this weekly article in the review magazine. It's called GR Art R. Okay. <laughs> say that again. GR Art R. <laughs> like, 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 like the letter R. Yeah. R start. Sorry, man. R stands for review. Okay, so it's it's not called GR Art Review. It is, yeah, but not. You know, nowadays all the young kids and stuff they just like they take out the vowels and they take out all the extra words and just try sure. to tighten stuff up. Sure. So it's just it's GR Art R. Yeah, sure. You're yeah, and you you're you're not a young you you don't identify as a young person. I'm having I just kind of have a hard time telling how old you are. I'm in my early forties. It's okay, hard, early. you know, like the, the beards. <laughs> I understand not wanting to give, you know, like too much away. It's but hard, early, you know. Early, once you're in your forty, you don't want to say like you might be forty three, but forty one is like better, maybe to. Yeah, yeah, maybe, it's, yeah I'm not gonna tell you the specific number, okay. man, guy. That, <laughs> Sorry, guy. That's, that's that's fine. I I, I feel you on that. Um, so G R Art R. What yeah. um, what kind of uh, coverage of art can uh, readers expect from your article? Uh, usually it's art prize related specifically. Okay. Sometimes I do go around town to my favorite galleries around town and just, you know, do a little write up about that. Here sure. Like, uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What's, what's one of your favorite galleries in town well, off, off top of your head? You know, off the top of my head, my most favorite gallery in Grand Rapids actually burnt to the ground. Oh, oh God. I did, what? Yeah, 2008. So this is right okay. before Art Prize I thought, took I off. thought you were going to say something like before my time. What gallery was that in 2008? That I don't even remember. Nick, do you remember hearing about this at all? 
uh, I don't. I'm not familiar with all of the art galleries from 2008, but I was living here, so maybe I'll remember. Okay. It was a little. Well, actually, it wasn't that small. Once you got inside, it really opened up. But from the outside, it looked small. It was called Little Mexico, and it was on the west side of Grand Rapids, and it was just. You know, very specific okay. to like Hispanic um, style art. And, sure, and you could eat there. It was a wonderful gallery. Okay, that that was a restaurant. Come again? It was it was a it was a, a Mexican like a Mexican restaurant that had burned down. Pretty sure it was an art gallery guy. Okay, I I mean I haven't I've only been here, Nick. <laughs> do you remember? Uh, have you ever been to the Little Mexico Gallery? Oh, I loved Little Mexico. It was my favorite restaurant. <laughs> For a long time, <laughs> yeah, but it was it was an art gallery with okay. food. Okay, sure. <laughs> well, they they did have some crazy art on the wall, huh? Mm-hmm. Lots of masks okay. and um, paintings. Well, I don't know why. Why is there so many masks at restaurants? I don't know. Man. What what is the, what is, people are like? Oh yeah, that's what I want to see when I eat. Is they want to see a, like a Halloween mask. Yeah, that's a genre that's really outside my area of expertise. I don't, okay. I don't write about mask art. I just stick to the art prize related, sure. you know, small into big, uh, popsicle stick art. Okay, restaurants, dragon theme. Yeah. Uh, how do How do you feel about stuff in the river? I love it. Love it. Okay. Uh, what else? Big stuff. Big, big stuff. Big faces. Big pain paintings of guys with beards. Okay, yeah, just in general, beards. Um, I've read one of your articles that was called uh, "Bigger the Better." I did. Yep, that was a good one for you. What it, what uh, what do you think the message of that one was that, that you want to get across? In case anyone was confused. Yeah, I mean the title really just kind of self-explanatory. It's just like you ever heard the saying, uh, "Size doesn't matter." Uh yeah, I've I've heard that. I mean, no, I've never heard that. Well, well no, it's a sexual never... saying that okay, people say okay. sometimes, and it's just you know. Okay. We all know that bigger is better, so it, it's the same thing for art. I've big, never just... I've never had someone say that to me while con- kind of controlling me That's while I was crying. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, guy, you must be just fine there then. Uh, but overall, I'd say art is big. Bigger is better. Always, you okay. know, for everything. O- always, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You're saying definitely. Okay. Yes. Um, do you have a website as well? I do. Um, it's been a long time coming. I did, you know, I didn't want to get a website. I, I'm not too tech savvy, but a lot of my fans have been saying, you know, you had that article in 2009 and you've got this new insert coming out in review. How do we get more of this information about the arts in Grand Rapids from you? So I put together this website, had a, a friend of mine, they had a kid help me put the website together actually and it's um your your friend your friends had a baby and the baby made the website for you well they had the baby like 10 years ago but, okay <laughs> you okay know, she's pretty smart she's better at the internet webs than i am okay so, that makes sense yeah so do you she, have a do you have a facebook account? uh no <laughs> okay you don't want don't. that well how come uh just too too many people and yeah people, yeah and just no it's kind of gotten crowded it, yeah I kind of wish that, like, from now on, whenever someone joined Facebook, someone had to had to leave. Like, we had to vote. Someone gets like voted that. off. Yeah, that's good. I think I think we could, we should do this. There's too many people. Do you remember Facebook? Before? Oh, you don't remember at all. Nick, were you on Facebook? You've been on Facebook for a while, huh? Yeah, for ten years. Or yeah, twelve years or something. You guys can just vote me off. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. John, John Spinner. Do you know uh, Nicholas James? Are you, are you familiar with with, uh, with with my friend? Uh, just you know, from sitting here, listening to the interview. So okay. you haven't listened to my music. 
uh, sorry to say, sir, I haven't. Okay. Well, look for it in your local art gallery while you're having dinner. I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you the name of the website. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get back to that. What, what's, what's the name of, the, of, of your website? It's www. You, you, you got a pen? You, you want to write this down? You don't have to say that part. Just that. Well, you, you, just, you know, you, okay. actually, we Fine. start with the okay. HTTP okay. colon forward slash forward slash www. Okay. Gr. Yeah. Art. R. Gr. Art. Like A R T. Just like the insert. Gr. Art. R. Okay. For reviews. Okay. J.S. Okay, there's, there's more. Okay, hold on. I actually, I actually do need to write this down. So it's G-R-A-R-T-R-J-S. J.S. is for John Spinner. Yeah, okay. At, oh, sorry, dot, dot WordPress. Dot WordPress. Dot art. Dot, what is that part for? Do you, okay. Is there, is there other, is there more to, to okay, so dot art, dot dot wordpress dot art is there more to this website that is not art related no okay no, the 10 year old told me dot art is going to be a it's like pre-popular it's going to get big okay and I it's like to get dot, first, it's like yeah. dot com okay but just for the art community okay you don't think it's gonna be used for anything else i i, I guess i don't know okay um says here you have a book coming out i do i'm really excited That's about great. it that is exciting i would love to publish a book someday do you uh nick books yeah i love books yeah okay i've, I've read i looked i I've looked at you and i looked at you and i completely forgot what i was trying, what I was trying to say uh what's your book called john books called it's coming out here in may okay it, it's coming out in may yep and okay. uh, i got a local publisher to sponsor the book it's coming out on zondervan okay and it's called uh, wait it's come out Zondervan Publishing, like mm-hmm. the the Christian publisher. Are they? I I, I think so. Yeah, Nick. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, great. Uh, well, listeners. I, yeah, I mean, they, they said they'd publish <laughs> I, it, so I, I'm going. I, like, I, I, I begged. For, I begged for a day when I just like this. Like, am I? I'm just like listeners. Like, I just plead with them, and they just do my bidding. So. Let's go to the phones. Yeah, and they just like it lights up. Yeah, <laughs> listeners, please. So and my book. It's some guy in the bathroom calling, and he's like, "Yeah, man, listen to the show." Uh, sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, tell tell me about because Zonervan Zonervan Publishing is putting out the new John Spinner book. What's it called? The title of the book is "Turns Out the Prize Was the Art All Along Instead." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't. Okay, that's the whole title. Turns out, we say that again. Turns out. The prize was the art all along instead. Okay. What kind of what kind of book is this gonna be? Well, it's a lot of uh interviews with people who have attended Art Prize over the years and it's it's pictures too, pictures of my favorite art from Art Prize, but also interviews with people who had different art that they liked and why they liked it. Okay. That that's actually sounds pretty okay. Yeah. Uh what what kind of people did you interview for this for this project? mostly people that weren't allowed inside of the of the museums mm-hmm. okay why why do you why were they not allowed into the museums they were more of like the transient population oh, okay. <laughs> okay yeah and that's that's who you interviewed for your for the art book 
Yeah, because they seem like they they really got the uh, the concept sure. of like small to big. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and what in what way? It just it just like it seemed like it resonated with them. Okay. I'm not, I guess I'm not going to press you on that. So it turns out the prize was all along. You interviewed some folks about their about what they liked about the art. What and there's some good photography. Did you take the pictures yourself in the, in this? I did. I took some of them on my my wife's iPhone. Okay. Um, which what, what model was, is that? One of the newer the newer nice ones. I think it was called like the 4S. Okay. Is that song? Yeah. That's that's not that recent, but it's it's it's, it's it is one. Yep. Okay. That's true. You missed um, a couple words in the title too. It turns out the prize was the art all along instead. And what's the website? www dot g r you don't have to say that part. R J S J S no no J S just R J S dot wordpress dot com art dot art yeah 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 okay I forgot because art is better than dot com okay that's what I was so yeah this book actually is pretty big um what what would you say is you don't have to tell me your favorite because obviously you don't want to give your secrets away. What did you, would you say is in your top five? Like I know that that art prize does the top ten. What is what's in your top five in this book? Would you say that people got to check out? You just name one thing too. I'll just drop some hints. How about that? That sounds great. I, okay, that, that's why you you're put the pieces together. Sure, let's do it. All right, I'm gonna say river. Okay. Styrofoam. Okay, go on animal yeah that's all you get guy. okay okay <laughs> that's i i feel like that sums up mm. like a lot of the competition that's amazing nick you were in our prize one one year weren't you with last year uh, i've been in our prize several times music for music right yeah, yeah. What, what do you think about that are you are you a music fan john spinner i'm more of an art guy okay yeah no, but do you like is there any type, type of like music you like nah so uh as besides being an art critic do you make any uh type of art yourself either for fun or any have you ever shown have you seen the the penny art at art prize at all yeah 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 well i've been exploring a little bit with um dimes okay yeah just like take it up a notch you know a little bit more value than the penny it's almost taking it down a notch since it's like uh smaller too at the same time it's everything at the same time so what are you making out of dimes flowers flowers out of the dimes okay like like uh like like lot like uh roses and stuff sure what is your hope for the grand rapids art scene well i'm really looking forward to art prize this year i'll tell you that uh you know they're not doing art prize this year say what they're yeah they're not they're nick's right they're not doing it they're actually not going to do art prize at all this year yeah they're taking a break this year i feel like someone from the art prize um conglomeration would have been in touch with me if that were true by now so i i think you guys are probably miss have been misled somehow that'd be great i, I don't think we are though um so besides, i'm still planning to to write on it you okay know, sure yeah for this year do you think so. that that's some, that someone else might be like hey i'm doing an art competition actually it's called this um, I, I wouldn't be and interested. All, you wouldn't. It had to be our prize or nothing for you. For me, yeah. For where I'm at right now. I think now some other cities. Life. I think some other cities did an art prize. Uh, I don't know about that. Is that true? I, I haven't heard of it. Okay. Uh, I, I think it's a you, Grand Rapids specialty. Sure. You have kind of an accent. Do I? I I I kind of think so. Uh, where Where did you grow up? I grew up just. A little bit south of Grand Rapids, actually, like, like how, in Allegan. How, okay, so not not very far south at all. 
It's a little bit south. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I thought maybe maybe you were actually from the south. No, I, but I am from south of Grand Rapids. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. But north of Kalamazoo, if you look at things that way. Yeah. Definitely. What do you think about Kalamazoo? You ever you ever hang out there? I have been to Kalamazoo. I feel like I had to make a choice between the two cities at one point in my life, and I I chose Team Grand Rapids. Oh, great. Yeah, I love it here. You you love it? I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, I still go back to Allegan every day, you know, sure. to go to bed and stuff. Sure. So every day, every day you come to Grand Rapids? I try to, yeah. Just in case there's anything art prize related sure. cropping up, I got to sure. document. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what, are, what are some of your favorite artists in town? Well, I told you about my favorite gallery. Yeah. I guess it's little, time to little, talk little, about the, the favorite old, little, artists. The old Little Mexico restaurant was your favorite gallery. Yeah. What, what What's some of your favorite artists? Well, my favorite artist because of the city itself has got to be uh, the great Alexander Calder, you know, famous Grand Rapids native who brought us the uh, the Calder Plaza. And that's really become the symbol of the city. So I just, you know, I'm a Calder man all the way. Um. I don't think Alexander Calder's from Grand Rapids. I don't. I don't. I. I I'm not sure. I'm not sure he is either. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's from here, guy. Okay. Uh, what What about What about uh, Calder speaks to you? Uh, again, you know, bigger's better. So yep. yeah, you look at that piece of art, and when it first went in, that was a that was a doozy, man. <laughs> did he actually? Did Calder move that by hand? All that steel? That's what I heard. Okay, that's a, that's actually impressive. That there should be what the RP should be should be a video of him doing that. You know that that might be out there somewhere. <laughs> okay, when, when did when did that sculpture get put up? Sometime in the sixties, I want to okay. say the swinging sixties mm-hmm. in Grand yeah. Rapids. Did they decide they looked they took one look at the land and like you know what we need big Ton, uh, big and a, like a whole big endless expanse of gray cement around it. Yeah, you know that's it. It's the, that's the. Without that, it wouldn't look as big, you know, because yeah. it, it it's smaller than the buildings. Yeah, they they but definitely it's bigger than they the definitely wanted to contrast the whole Soviet block architecture we got going on downtown <laughs> during that that uh this the whole the whole no, no, the whole city center just looks like very efficient, it's like a black slate building. There's a uh, there's a painting of the Calder on top of one of those buildings, isn't there? Uh, gosh, I don't know about that. There is yeah, there's that, like there's a mural a Calder mural on the top of the federal building. Well, that, did, did Calder just, do the mural? Probably. Or is I'm it someone, he did, did someone do it? Did someone like do it while, like while watch, looking at the at the mural? I don't know the answer to that one. I think he probably did it. But if you go to court, you can see the mural. I, okay. I believe it. I bet he did it. Uh, I know there's also a small one for blind people out in front. I think he did that one too. There's a, um, a small, a tiny version. Mm-hmm. Is that true, Nick? That is true. There's a braille version. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. He's not from Grand Rapids, though. You know that, right? I don't. I don't, don't know. You that. don't know that. Well, I, I, think, I think I'm gonna trust Nick on this. Nick's more old school GR than I am. I so think I'm he not... grew up in Heritage Hills. What I was told. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, you got a little second to stick around, uh, John? I do. Nick, we'll be back in a second with you too. Sounds great. Cool. Everyone, stick around after these messages. Each year, several restaurants open with this common goal in mind to serve quality Chicago style junk food to the citizens of Grand Rapids. And every year, each restaurant who tries to do this fails. This year, we ask that you reach into your heart a little more when you see 
a Chicago hot dog place open up. Maybe walk inside. Maybe order an Italian beef. Maybe get the pizza puff. Think about people other than yourself. They need our help. They can't do it without us. Please, keep Chicago food around for more than a few months. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to uh, the last part, our last segment here at Grand Rapids. Our last segment here at Grand Rhapsody, episode 11. I'm here with Nicholas James Thomas. How are you? I'm feeling good. How are you? How are you? How are you? I'm good. Very good. good. Remember when you wanted to rap earlier? Yeah. Do you still want to try? You got a beat for me? Little kids on the court playing basketball. I used to tell you by the time when I could school them all. I'm breaking knees and ankles and even backs. I hold all the school records on the field, on the track. And here's something for your eyes and something for your ears. And this might come as a bit of a surprise. Turns out all along, the art was the prize. Oh, Whoa, that's great. That he worked in great. Yeah, did you re- notice that he worked in your book title, John? I did, yep. You forgot the word instead, though. That's the kicker. So the whole... The kicker. <laughs> Turns out the prize was the art all along instead. Okay. But that was a good one. John, are you are you, are you much of a, dr- a coffee drinker? I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah? How do you like your coffee? Just black. Yeah? Nick, coffee. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a black coffee drinker okay. as well. That, that's... that's uh, I, I like coffee, too. Drip coffee? Auto drip? Drip? Espresso? What do you like? Instant's my my go-to. Sanka? Yeah. It's okay. Nick? Uh, yeah, I, I do drip drip coffee. I'm just going to fire these at you if you guys are game. Uh, I like Madcap a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Madcap is good. Madcap's uh, the, the bar uh, that they have in the, the downtown market is fancy. It's so, mm-hmm. it's so nice. I like it. You know what else is good, though, really, if we're going to be honest here? Speedway. I, Speedway mm-hmm. coffee mm-hmm. is great. Diet. The diet coffee. Diet, diet, the, or, the or, is that what they call the or? Decaf. The, they, uh, well, they say, do you have, when the guy comes over and is like, do you want decaf or regular? I say diet. And they know what I mean. What's your favorite uh, Grand Rapids restaurant, Nick? Do you have one? Or do you got one in the top three? The one I go to the most, my stand, my breakfast standard is the West Sider. West Sider breakfast. Yeah. I uh, I don't spend a lot of time on the West Side, but that is a beloved establishment. I love the West Sider. I love the West Side as well. I live on the West Side. All right, from the West Side. Okay, all right, that's okay. That's okay. That's fine. I mean, people are allowed. Yeah, people live there. A lot of people live there. Of, a whole it's, lot huge. Of people it's huge. More, more people than ever before. That's true. Uh, John, do you have a favorite uh, Grand Rapids restaurant? Do you eat out? out? I do eat out. Sometimes I get hungry and I'm out. <laughs> sure. Eat out. Sure. Sure. Uh, Gosh, I'd say for Grand Rapids, probably Wolfgang's is probably okay. my favorite. It's okay. just like a lot of food, you know what I mean? Sure, it's a pile. <laughs> yeah, Westsider does that too. It's a whole pile, a pile of food. They ask, how would you like your pile? And the it, there's like a gradient. It's like heaping, and it goes on from there. Um, is there any band, Nick, that you've ever tried to get into and and failed? There's a lot. There's quite a bit of popular music that I'm not really a big fan of. I'll be honest about that. But I think that comes with the territory. I think when you when you love music, then you also become a, a pretty harsh critic sure. of it. Do you find yourself becoming more critical as you get older? Mm, no, I think I find myself becoming less critical as I okay. get older, and less less like this sucks, and and much more like, man, eh, this isn't my thing. Okay, 
John, you mentioned that you're not really a music person. I'm not, but I can relate can to you that. Name, can you name any music at all, you think, off the top of your head? Nothing? Probably not. Name, I, name one singer. Um, gosh. Name, name, a, name a song. Um, when you, have you ever been to a birthday party? I can't recall. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess. It's that's, five that's, o'clock somewhere. Sure. That's the sure. song. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there we go. I think that's a song, right? Nick? I think is the song if it's not a song it should be a song it's five o'clock somewhere john do you have a lot of friends not really i try to keep to myself sure you know but there's a lot of time driving between allegan and grand rapids Uh and you know i got my wife and sure if you what do you what do you think you spend like besides home and work where do you spend most of your time probably just driving between the two yeah it's it's kind of what for 30 minutes 25 25 at least yeah it's probably about a good 30 35 minutes but for here you know that's pretty far sure i i actually i always say this i think every episode that 28th street seems very far to me so i I can't even imagine what it's like driving all the way out there yeah it's worth it though it's worth it to not miss any new art prize installation it's worth it to drive to here yeah so you would say so do you just come here every day just in case yes what time do you get here uh, I try to get here by 7 a.m. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you drive in rush hour pretty much to from, from Allegan to here. Then what? Yes, sir. Then I just kind of pace the streets. <laughs> okay. Just looking for art. Just, yep. Looking for art. Have you found anything like recently? Um, You know, sometimes it's hard to tell because art surprise. Art, it, it's it's called art prize. I think you said art art, art, art surprise there. It, it's actually called art prize. Sorry. Sorry, it's just like a term of endearment. Sometimes I call it art surprise. Art my, surprise just by myself because it's an art. Yeah. It's an art surprise when you find some art. Every day next, feels every day. like an art surprise so what, for me. What's a recent art surprise for you? Well, like I was saying, is it's hard because it's such a specific genre that sometimes you can't tell if it's really art or if it's just like somebody let some napkins go in the wind. Sure. Is there anything that you that you have been made made you excited recently that you spotted? I thought I thought I found a new installation, but it turned out that it was just a tree. Yeah. Um. So I had to backpedal on that one a little okay. bit. Okay. All right. I wrote something up, but I had to tear it up. You you ripped it up. You actually physically ripped it up. If I, I physically ripped up my uh, art critique of the tree that was recently planted in a park. It wasn't an installation, but I th- at first when I saw it, I thought, oh, that's got to be art prize because it's, you sure. know, it's, it wasn't there and now it's here, yeah. but it was just a tree. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, do you uh, have any like plans for promotional events that you're going to do to help promote this new book coming out? Um, I mean, I'm here. So that, can, we, can, we hear that the title, really the t- can we hear the title of that book again too? Absolutely, man. Title of the book is Turns Out the Prize Was the Art All Along Instead. It comes out by Zondervan, which may or may not be a Christian publisher. The book isn't really a Christian book, but they're local and I'm local. So I think they just did me a favor there. You guys do that kind of stuff, right? And she said, yeah. So then I gave her the book. And I think because it's so Grand Rapids, they just were like, yeah, that sounds like okay. sounds like a winner. Sure. Is there a lot of like religious content in the book? Uh, there's none. None. Like, is there, there's not, I mean, I know that there's been a couple winners that have been uh, paintings of Jesus. There have been? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, you know, Jesus, the Lord, our Lord and Savior. I wasn't really aware of that. 
uh, I've seen a lot of bearded guys okay. come up. You know, you did, in, in okay, our- okay. That you did mention, you did mention earlier, um, listeners. I don't remember that that there were paintings of bearded guys. You're, t- I think you're talking about Jesus. He's a religious, a religious figure. They're all the same bearded guy. Is I, that what you're trying to say? I think I think I think there are representations of the, of the same of the same. Um, so the guy made out of the pennies with the beard. Is he the same one as the guy that was like had his arms open for a big hug with the beard? I I think I think you're talking about Abraham Lincoln. He was a he was a president. He's actually on the penny. Yeah, the big penny was made out of smaller pennies. Yeah, so it's Abraham Lincoln. So uh, you look uh, my listeners at home. Uh, John looks very confused. It's the penny actually has a picture of Abraham Lincoln on it, and what the artist did was they took the pennies. And they made a portrait of the actual penny portrait out of the pennies itself. I wasn't aware of that connection okay. specifically. Okay. I just okay. I knew that you did. You did. You did. You. <laughs> it's in your book, though, right? I took a picture of it because it's small things making a big thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you never made the the actual. Oh, that's that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> uh, John, do you have any uh, plans, promotional plans for your new book? Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, there's that really busy intersection downtown right on like Fulton and and Division. Sure. Yep. I'm thinking about setting up a card table down that way and probably (laughs) just going to have some books out. Maybe Just a stack of books selling them. (laughs) Yeah. And like a probably poster board that says like honk if you love art prize and just see what happens from there. Sure. I honestly, you probably got a lot of honks. It is kind of, it's this, this time of year is, is uh, all the snow's melting and so it's going to be get a little slushy down there. Yeah, but it's worth it. Cause I got to get everybody psyched up before art prize happens again. In sure. September. I'm just, I'm just pick, picturing you out of this like little rinky dink square card table with the legs folding out out there. I love it. I love the dedication to it. Also, there's no art prize this year. <laughs> yeah, that's that true. You know what though? That's to be determined. I just, I, <laughs> So we're going to try something uh, new if you guys are game to play along. It's a new game we're going to play. Uh, if you've, uh, you've probably all uh, listened to the show before, we like to play some kind of uh, game that's their like, you know, get to know your game or just whatever. So this game is actually has roots and uh, it is uh, kind of going along with this new show that I'm working on. It's called Game Called Love. It's a dating show. And we got some questions here from the listeners that are dating questions. And um, basically, I'm going to read you this question, and I want to hear some advice. Uh, I don't know. I know uh, you're married, John. Yes, sir. Did you date much before you got married? Uh, nope. Nope, sir. I you, didn't. You don't, you don't have to call me, sir. Oh. But you did you, uh, you, you, you did not date uh, like, like uh, many people before your wife. All right. If it's just between you and me, I well, dated I, a lot of girls I before do, okay. my wife. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't. I don't mind cutting this part out. Uh, what's your wife's name, by the way? No, uh, Sophia. So, uh, uh, Sophia. Uh, Sophia. Uh, Sophia. Uh, Sophia. Okay, that's pretty great. Nick, you're not married. I'm not. Okay, so this is gonna be dating advice. Do you date? I do. So this is right up your alley. Here's some dating advice. Uh, first question comes here from Riding Grand Rapids. This uh, question comes from Linda. Uh, my husband and I have been in a great relationship for going about five or six years and everything's really great except for there's one problem. I really want to get a dog. I've always had love for dogs and it's been my dream to have a dog and my husband doesn't really, uh, care for them. I don't think he, 
hates dogs. I just don't think he's much of a dog guy. What should I do? Get a dog. I feel like, guy, you just said you gave the worst advice. What if... Don't get a dog. There you go. <laughs> so, Nick, Nick, you're saying you're saying get a dog. Linda, that Linda. Or am Linda, I saying don't get a dog? I don't know. What do you, what do you, I, I, I would, uh, John, do you have any, do you have, do you have any pets? I have a dog. You have a dog. And are you saying get the dog or not get the, not get the dog? I mean, they say a dog's a man's best friend. Sure. So, this is a woman, right? It's, yeah, Linda, it says that, that her husband doesn't want to get a dog, yeah. I don't know, guy. I think that I think her husband's going to die before the dog dies. So I'd say just get the dog. I mean, if her husband does die, then at least you'd have the dog. Exactly. Okay, great. Okay, good, yeah. great advice. Maybe from- just keep the dog out back until the husband dies, and then you know, sure, win win. I think that I mean, just keep a dog out back. They might the the husband might notice something. You just kill the husband, and get the dog. Okay, there we go. I don't endorse murder, but I think you know maybe <laughs> she'd just be. Keeping him under wraps. Great, good answers all around. Oh, this one comes from Mar- this one. This one comes from Mark out in Fruitport. Um, I'm a really, really great guy. I have uh, tons of. Uh, First of all, you know he's a really, really great guy. Sure. He immediately that's, well, says I'm a really, really great guy. And that's he's what from Fruitport. Hey, that's, that's what it, you know. that's what it says here. I'm just I'm just reading what it says. Uh, I'm a great. I'm a really, really great single guy. Uh, I got a great job. I'm handsome. All my lady friends say I'm a catch, uh, but I can't get a date. What what do I do? I would go on Tinder. I'd set up a card table at Division in Fulton. <laughs> <laughs> Write a book. Yeah, that's that's two different answers. Nick, are you are you on any uh, dating services? Uh, no. Or any uh, what Tinder? Okay, keep it. I uh, I I be- entered a long term relationship before that stuff even happened. It seems it seems wild. Yeah, I I have, have experimented. I went. On, I've been single. Uh, I go through various periods where I have a girlfriend and then I don't have a girlfriend. And, uh-huh. and so I tried out the online dating thing at one point and it was very not my style. Uh-huh. And uh, so, yeah, cool. is, is that the style? I just thought, okay, that's how people think do things now. They go on the internet. But it's really super narcissistic to just sit there and like, like swipe Swiping right. Swiping all over like, the place. I feel like, yeah. I feel like unless you're like really, really attractive, it's probably like crushing, honestly, like to be on it too long. Yeah, probably. Like if, you, if you're like really attractive, it's probably like super fun, right? I, I don't bet. know. It's it's pretty scary out there. You, are are you saying this as as a as a as a, a person who knows about online dating, John? I mean, I'm married, guy. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna give away any secrets. Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what do what do you think? So online dating, John. What do you think? Do you got any advice for a, for a, what sounds like a really great great guy if, if he says so? I mean, just networking, you know, getting Network. out there. Just let the families know. Okay. <laughs> My advice was get on Tinder. Great advice. Yeah, network. that's kind of networking. So we got we got a third question. This question comes from Ralphio uh, from here in Grand Rapids. Uh, the singer of my band keeps writing bad songs and only wants to play those bad songs. What do I do? This sounds like it's a beer alley. Yeah, it, are you, why are you saying that because of just music? Yeah, I just don't know. Music. Okay, I thought she was calling your songs bad. For That's what it sounded like. <laughs> it did. It came. It came across that way. I know. I don't know why we this both sounds like we, your band. We, we, we both. We both thought that. Um. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Sorry, bro. That your band sucks. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. Like, I guess if you keep writing songs, maybe they get better. But maybe, yeah. Maybe, sounds, maybe sounds, you should start a different band. With, this sounds like a bad. Maybe tell him that it, he'll he'll never get his act together, and he'll always write bad songs. And then maybe just like the last one, he'll start writing good songs for ten years. Yeah, it's true. That that could work too. Yeah, the changing I, moment where he's like, "I'm just gonna write a song about how mad that made me." <laughs> it, I would say this though: it is very tough being in bands, and people think that is all Definitely. fun and games. But the reality is that you're like in a relationship with these yep. people. Man, if this guy is writing songs, he's pouring his heart and soul into it, and he's gonna be crushed when you tell him you don't like him. That's not an easy thing to deal with. But that's also, true. It's a, it's it's a really a really tough question. So thank you, Ralphio, for sending this one in. Um, I think it's about that time uh, to uh, wrap up Grand Rhapsody episode eleven here. John Spinner, it's been great having you on the show. Is there anything that you'd like to uh, plug or anything you want to tell my listening audience? Well, Julio, first off, I just want to say thank you for having me on this show. Thank you for helping me to promote my book and my story and art in this fine city we've got here. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for coming on. One more thing I want to leave you with. I have a PowerPoint. Okay. It's about art. And I am willing to exchange this PowerPoint presentation for money. If you know of any local organizations or schools or just like guys groups, girls groups, sure, uh, you know, that want me to come and give this PowerPoint, I would be happy to do that for around $300 an hour. Okay. I'll walk you through the slides of... The little known secrets of styrofoam and the river and biggest art pieces you've ever not seen at Art Prize and all of the things that you might not have gotten around to. Sure, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a, This is at least 60 slides in this PowerPoint I'm talking about, okay. so it's going to be worth the $300. Okay, great. Uh, and they can find you at your, your website probably, which is... Exactly. Just contact me at the website. It's www.grrrjs.wordpress.org. Okay. Art. Yeah, at, at dot art, which is I, I didn't even know that that was that was a domain a domain <laughs> thing you could get. Um, great, we we've had a great time uh, having you on, Nick. It's been awesome having you on. Is there anything you want to uh, plug or tell my listening audience about? No, but thanks for having me here today. Okay, great, that's awesome. Um, so everybody, uh, I hope that you have a great uh, rest of March, and hopefully, we're going to hear from us again soon. Um, thanks for listening. This has been a Grand Rhapsody production, executive produced by Julio Gomez at Fancy Recording Studio.